0: Welcome to Just Dow It, the podcast for people starting DAOs. I'm Adam Miller, and I'm your host. I'm the CEO of MyDAO, which provides legal entity solutions for DAOs. And prior to starting MyDAO, I did consulting for people starting and operating DAOs. This is the second of two episodes this week. In the first episode, we covered the news with our guest, Micah Baylor, and we dug into our hot takes what we agree with and disagree with. So if you missed that episode, please go check it out. For this episode, we will go a little bit deeper into an interview with Micah and learn more about his project and his advice for people starting DAOs. And to kick things off, Micah, for this episode, would you tell us a little bit more about how you got into Web3 and crypto in the first place?
1: I, I guess there's like there's like two different times where I got into crypto. The first time just means I set up a Coinbase account and bought some Ethereum. And the second time is when I said, hey, I'm going to dedicate my life's work to this. Um, the, the, the first one, I think, is more just kind of like everyone's story, right? Like a friend said, hey, this crypto stuff is cool and you should probably check it out. And I'm buying these tokens. For me, that happened really like beginning of 2017 is when I started picking up tokens. Um, I would say I was taking it seriously around 2018. Uh, thankfully after everything dumped, um, is when I really started buying tokens. And and, and what I've <laughs> what, what I guess like the, the short thing to get out of that is just like this isn't my personal first bear market. And I benefited greatly from building during 2018 and 19 to catch the write up. So I'd encourage everyone who's like, you know, uh, a first cycler, as we would call you, the your first time to watch everything crash, burn, and <laughs> die. Uh, this doesn't <laughs> come back, man. Just get back to work and start building. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to getting into the space full-time, uh, that, that really comes down to the pandemic. Uh, at the time, I was just brokering employee benefits. Um, so I was just, you know, working in the insurance space. And when the pandemic came around, I was able to take all of my in-person meetings and make them virtual, and I just automated a lot of stuff. Um, so I had all of this time now in my hands, and I was like, "What am I going to do that's that's meaningful? That that makes a difference?" Um, so I just I started to do a lot of personal reflection, and I came down to deciding that blockchain is the most important technology for me to custodian like into the world for me to introduce to the world the reason is is because blockchain is a network and networks the way that they work is they kind of take hold and then they take over like (laughs) you know they're they're going to be everywhere And blockchain, I believe, will be everywhere, but I believe that it's up to us to make sure that it is done in a way that is good for people. Um, So at the beginning of 2020, I, I stated, like I wrote down that my personal goal was to have a hand in onboarding 1 billion people to the blockchain. And ever since then, I've just been taking the next opportunity in front of me to help with that. You know, at first it was do an NFT project with beautiful art because that'll bring more people in. And you know, that the how I went about onboarding people into the space maybe has changed over time, but that's always been the driving goal is onboard one billion people. Um, I, I eventually find Opalis, and Opolis is I think maybe the greatest way to onboard somebody. um, We talk a lot at Opolis about how, you know, it's a way for you to take like your Dow income and turn it into a W-2 payroll with benefits. But also we can help out people who are not in Web3. It's a way for like a real estate agent who is a 1099 person or, you know, a, a, a yoga instructor. Someone who is not being employed by a person, a freelancer, solopreneur type of person, they can feed their 1099 income into Opolis and receive back a payroll and benefits. And in doing so, they will also see, oh, wait a second, there's crypto things underneath this hood. Um, so yeah, when it comes back to it, I just really believe that decentralization matters Um, You know, when things are centralized, you can hide things in dark corners, and you can benefit uh, specific, you know, stakeholders. But if we decentralize things, I believe the world will just be a better, more fair place. And that's all I'm doing. Just onboarding 1 billion people, Adam. That's what I'm up to.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it reminds me of kind of how I see things. I I don't have a number, but I I to me, my mission in life now is to help bring DAOs to the world, and uh, whether it's you know a thousand or a billion, there may not be a billion DAOs for a while, but uh, first we need a billion people. So I I appreciate the work that you're doing. So to tell us a little bit more about what what you're doing at Opalis, and then also you know what does that look like if a person decides to work with Opalis, what is it that Opalis is really providing them?
1: yeah um at opolis i am a community success steward, and I like that word steward it means that I am a steward of these things happening. It's not like i'm um you know a a person who has like a title that's like manager or sales coordinator it's it's like steward right it's uh <laughs> it's it feels nice it feels it good does. and yeah. <laughs> What I do as a steward is I, I'm just a steward of people finding out about Opolis. That's what I do. I am here to talk to you about Opolis and to help your onboarding be fantastic and fabulous. Um, I, I really wanted to contribute at Opolis because of my experience in the employee benefit space. Um, I saw Opolis as the only place in the world where I had a decade of experience because I had you know, like eight, nine years in the employee benefit space and, you know, a couple years in Web3. Um, so yeah, Opolis was just a place where I felt I could contribute most. Um, I really enjoy taking complex things like, you know, like insurance and just explaining them in plain simple terms and helping facilitate that decision making, you know, for individuals. And uh, that's, It's a lot of what I'm doing, you know, I'm just talking to DAOs, I'm talking to web 2 people, and I'm just sharing, like what, what it means to be part of a collective, you know, at the end of the day, when you when you go at it alone, it's it's hard. Um, I've, I've only received a W2 income when I was in like high school, when I was like in high school working at Starbucks, I would get a W2 from my employer. Um, but ever since then, I've been a, a contractor or an independent of some type. Um, I've always had to figure out things like healthcare. I've always had to figure out things like taxes and reporting. And what Opalus does is we just make those things ridiculously easy. You basically just choose uh, how much money you want to be putting from your business account into your personal account. That is, Uh, your your salary you need to set your salary and then once you've set your salary um, you just fund it you can fund it with crypto or you can fund it with fiat and a few days after you have funded your your payroll salary we deposit a check into your bank account so it feels just like an employer employee relationship of course in this context you are the employer uh, so that is fantastic but yeah, you get paid on the first Friday. You get paid on the third Friday of every month. Um, we take care of all of the taxes. So, uh, you know, Suda, FICA, FUDA, local taxes. We pull those things from your paycheck. We send them to the appropriate entities. Uh, we collectively bargain for you to have access to things like benefits. You know, it, the the last labor movement was like, I guess it was like nineteen thirty, like nineteen forties, is like when the Teamsters and the unions became a thing. And these union workers, it it wasn't um it wasn't like the super skilled people. Those people already have jobs and benefits. It was all of those people with, you know, some technical skill, um, but maybe more common skills. They they came together and they collectively bargained for Better benefits, safer working conditions, better pay. And I feel like that uh, the future of work is more B2B. Uh, you know, we, we see right now businesses are hiring more contractors, um, but maybe those contractors should be classified as employees. Um, businesses, though, if they're contracting businesses, then everything's more kosher um and also if you are a business you have more bargaining power right like if you're a professional running a a consulting business you can you can tell your contract like hey i had business expenses that went up this year and those business expenses could just be the cost of your health care right that you're like hey my employee i e me Uh, cost of doing business went up, right. Need more money on my contract. Um, so just as we move into that future where I think more businesses are doing business with small businesses, B2B being the future of work, um, there needs to be some way for all of those smaller entities to collectively bargain. You know, again, it just comes back to benefits, right? But collectively bargaining for benefits is how is how my granddad got rich, right? Like he part of a union, they negotiated good benefits. Those benefits covered the things that he needed so that when he you know, when he went to the doctor, it didn't bankrupt him. And he also had access to a good retirement account so that he could save for retirement and have a, you know, seven figures sitting inside of an account someplace, right?
0: Yep. Um So is it it fair to say that if a person decides to work through Opolis, um, they retain all the benefits of being an independent contractor without the downsides because they still directly control their relationship with their employer. They could walk away anytime, for example, and I guess set the terms of the agreement. But then they get to, uh, uh, through Opolis, still get all the benefits that they would get if they were an employee. 100%. 100%. Cool. How do DAOs fit into the picture?
1: The thing about DAOs, like in my scenario, um, I earn from Opolis. I receive USDC from Opolis. Um, there's other DAOs that pay me money, you know? Um, I, just got, um, I just got an airdrop. This DAO I've been contributing to for about a year. I've been contributing inside of this community for a year. They, we've, we've finally released our tokens. You know, so I just got like a, a fat stack of tokens. Um, granted, yeah, I'm not going to dump all those tokens. Appreciate, appreciate. Um, but, you know, if I want to sell some of those tokens, what do I do with them? You know, what, what Opolis gives you is it's just that, hey, on the first Friday and on the third Friday, you're going to get paid, right? You choose how you fund that payroll. You could fund that payroll with money you earned doing anything. Um, working at DAO A, DAO B, combination of the two. Another really cool feature with Theopolis, um, just like the dashboard and the tools, is you have access to running 24 bonuses per year. So like in my scenario where I'm earning like my normal income from Opolis, as a contractor i set up my own consulting agency and it's my consulting agency that works that has a contract with opolis itself right and then i'm receiving usdc to my consulting agency the business and then that consulting agency sends money to a crypto wallet address twice a month and then that that is the opolis address and then from that my employee account i.e my just my normal bank account it just gets a United States dollar deposit twice a month. Um, so like now, hey, this other DAO I've been working at for the last year finally got paid. Uh, AirDrop was pretty fast, thousands of dollars. I could go into the dashboard and I could run a bonus payroll. And now it's, I'm just responsible for funding my bonus, right? And if I say, hey, I want a $5,000 bonus, I just got to put 5000 more in crypto into that wallet. And then they take out the taxes maybe i contribute some of it to a 401k that is one of the cool things about opolis is you have access to uh 401k through a slavic 401k uh slavic is a crypto friendly 401k so you can do even self-directed like crypto things um yeah (laughs) so if you're planning on crypto as part of your retirement uh, you might as well do it in a way that the, uh, the tax man doesn't have to question what's going on. you know?
0: Yeah, that's um, cool. And I, I guess the other thing is that if I think about it from the DAO's perspective, um, if a DAO has a lot of people working for it, it might want to suggest that those people check out opalis right? It's not something that just, um, I mean, yeah, it's for the benefit of the people doing the work, the contributors, but um, if a DAO is thinking about how to provide the best possible experience for the contributors, it may actually want to, again, to suggest that the people involved do sign up with Opolis. And isn't there a way that a DAO can actually partner with Opolis and and um, in providing that to their members?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, DAOs or individuals. People can you know join Opolis and then they can benefit from referring people to Opolis. Um, you know, so, so DALs who want to maybe refer people to Opolis, they could receive referral bonuses to their treasury. Um, referral bonuses are hard, like United States dollar money, you know? And then there's also a a way where you can benefit by getting our work token. Um, you get work rewards when you use Opolis or when you refer people to Opolis. And what's so cool about these work tokens is that they are a dividend token. Um, Opolis is not yet profitable. We are still, you know, <laughs> we're still spending money, guys. Uh, but we're also a business model of scale. You know, right now we have 500 members. But if we can grow to have, you know, e- even 1% of the freelancers in America would be hundreds of thousands of people. So imagine there's hundreds of thousands of people paying a one percent fee uh, to process their payroll, get access to benefits. Once we do become a fully fledged DAO, uh, those those you know benefits, those dividends uh, will be paid out to work token holders. So I would say that like it, just like hard bottom line, there's a lot of good reasons for a DAO or an individual. Uh, to be, you know, referring people to Opolis, But then also just like on on being competitive, like how as a DAO are you supposed to recruit top of the line talent Mm -hmm. if you can't answer the benefits question, Mm -hmm. right? Like in the U.S., if you get a job, you go home and you tell your partner, hey, I got a job, they're going to ask, hey, what are you getting paid? And then they're going to ask, hey, what are the benefits? And I mean, you have to be able to answer the benefit question Hmm. if you're going to hire top of the line talent. It's just the way that it is. So, you know, if you're a DAO that's trying to be competitive, that's trying to bring on good developers, like being able to answer the, the health insurance question, I would say it just makes you more competitive, you know?
0: Yep. Makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. So I want to ask you some questions about experiences you've had working with DAOs and advice you have for people starting DAOs. Um, We don't have a lot of time left, so we'll try to make it like a lightning round, like a minute or two per question. So first question is, what is a common growing pain that you see in the early days of DAOs? And how would you recommend people address that challenge?
1: Um, There's massive turnover, right? 95% of the people who come in to one of your town halls will never come back to another town hall. And that's not because of you. It's just because they're busy and busy is a state of mind. And that is just where they are at. So what you ought to do is you ought to set really clear goals, really clear goals. I'm a big fan of goal setting. Like I said, I'm here to I think I said this um, in the last episode, just around onboarding 1 billion people and that being my my focus. I mean, yeah, set really clear goals and then re-engineer them into smaller goals. Set the calendar ritual that will achieve those goals and then just relentlessly pound that calendar. You know, if you said you're going to have a town hall for new hires every single Monday, you're going to do that for at least a quarter, at least 13 times in a row. Before you stop, before you reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes a lot of sense because you, you, you just can't determine from one or two if it's been successful because you're going to have different people coming through at each one. And so you don't know if you might find that next major contributor in the first one or the 10th one. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. All right. What about uh, the most common challenge or one of the most common challenges you see DAOs facing a little bit later on in their development? And you've already shared a really good one, which is answering the benefits question. I hadn't thought about that. And Opolis is a great answer to that question. What about another challenge that you see a lot of DAOs face a little bit later on and what you'd recommend they do about that?
1: A lot of DAOs, they will post bounties for work to be done. And that, that bounty will stay there for months. That work will never get done. There, there's so many open bounties on D work. D work is a, uh, it's just like a work jobs board. Not not necessarily a jobs board in the sense that people post uh jobs there, but they post like tasks there that have a hundred, two hundred dollar bounty. Um. So yeah, definitely check out a D work. You might just find a DAO. But if if you're a DAO that does not have tasks getting filled then I would suggest that you you develop your business development team. And what you're trying to do by developing your biz dev team is build more customized comp packages for your contributors. Um, I think it's wise even to have like monthly planning sessions, like monthly income planning, where you have someone who's a, a steward in the DAO, and they're asking people, How many dollars are you trying to generate from this DAO this month? Hmm. Okay, that is a tangible possible goal. What skills do you have? Okay, I as a steward will make sure that you have tasks to do. Like people just need security. They need to have conversations about their money and what work they're doing.
0: Hmm. Such a great point. Yeah, I love that. And it's a good, good title for that role as well, the steward. Um, seems like steward could be a good title for a lot of DAO stuff because you're you're, you're 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 helping something along, right? It's not like you're the only one making it happen, or it's all up to you. It's you're helping people go through something. So yes, exactly, very nice. <laughs> you mentioned Dwork, which is a great a great tool for DAOs. It, it started out as like a Trello like tool with a Kanban board for tasks. But as you brought up, it's turned into a lot more, including a bounty board that you can make the tasks and projects open to the world. Um, and it has uh, you know, a lot of co- other cool stuff as well, like built-in bounties. Do you have another favorite tool that you'd recommend or just another useful tool you think people should check out if they're starting a DAO today?
1: I mean, the DAO starter pack is pretty much snapshot, Gnosis MultiSig, and Discord. Um, past that, I think it's just about collecting appropriate widgets, as I call them. You know, widgets is just like the the thing you need to get your job done. Like, that's one reason I'm so stoked on MyDAO, is it gets you that entity thing filled. Maybe just a widget I love is called Sobol, S-O-B-O-L. Sobol makes really beautiful, uh, like, hierarchy circles, There is no hierarchy in DAO, there is no pyramid, but it visualizes really beautifully like who does what. So if you're a DAO and you're having a hard time with role definition, uh, Sobel, I would definitely recommend uh, to make that more clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think arguably it is a hierarchy. It can be a hierarchy of sorts. It, uh, It doesn't have to be like a traditional corporate hierarchy. Um, But, you know, you could have a circle within a circle within a circle or two circles within another circle. And so uh, I know people in DAOs don't like to call anything a hierarchy, but I agree. It's a really cool tool. (laughs) Definitely recommend. I think it's Sobol.io. Definitely recommend people check that out. Um, Let's say someone walked up to you on the street later today and said, hey, I'm starting a DAO later. (laughs) What's the one piece of (laughs) advice you have for me?
1: I would ask them, what are you DAOing?
0: very nice
1: (laughs) like what are you dowing i mean a a dow you could you could dow anything you know there's dave dow and dave dow is just a bunch of dudes named dave (laughs) and it's like what are they dowing they're i don't know dowing the ownership of the name dave but have, have really clear goals in what it is you're trying to decentralize because you'll never be able to decentralize everything so you know, if you're a social impact DAO, it's like what matters most is that you're, you're you're choosing projects and you're funding projects, in maybe a decentralized way. But maybe you don't necessarily care. Um, you know, like, hey, uh, h- how do we like hire people Does hiring need to be decentralized? Or can we centralize that underneath a stewardship of one person who's just really good and committed here. But like, we need to pick who we're giving to in a decentralized way. So have clear goals, have a really clear idea of what you're trying to do, yeah. I would say.
0: I love that. And, and, and document it too, right? Because if someone's just going to be able to just show up in your Discord server, you want them to easily find the thing that says what that what you're dowing there, right? Because then they know if they should even be there or not in the first place and how to potentially contribute in a productive way. Um, what about other than Opolis, which obviously everyone should check out Opolis, whether it's for your dao or for yourself as an individual, do you have another dao that, or cow that you would recommend uh, people check out? <laughs>
1: It maybe it's just a little bit like <laughs> generic, but more people should go check out Bankless DAO. Like Bankless is just a DAO that everyone should go and be a part of. There, there's a lot of people I'm running into as of late who are, I don't know, an educator of some sort, and et- teaching people crypto was the first thing I thought I should do, and. You know, I like try to set up a business model around that. Hey, pay me money and I will onboard you. And what, what I've learned now is that more people should be contributing to like that education inside of a DAO. Bankless is definitely my favorite. Um, I feel like going to Bankless DAO and just contributing is like the the gateway drug to DAOing.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I, I love so it. yeah, I would definitely recommend that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that comes up so much on the show. It's, it's absolutely, and I totally agree. <laughs> Bankless, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a member. Yeah, Bankless comes up all the time. The content, the DAO, all the sub DAOs and the projects that they're working on. It is an incredible DAO to check out. So definitely agree with that. All right. Well, uh, Micah, this has been amazing. Thank you for digging into all this DAO stuff with us this week. Um, where can people find you and Opalis on the web and on social?
1: Yeah, uh, check me on Twitter at Medicine Toad. That is my Twitter handle. I'm also on LinkedIn at Micah Baylor, which is my name. Um, and then you can check me out uh, or check Opolis out, I should say, just at Opolis. Opolis is O P O L I S. Opolis. O-polis if you need to say it <laughs>
0: phonetically.
1: Um, yes. You'll never forget it now. It's stuck in your head. Yeah, check out <laughs> Opolis for sure. We'll be happy to see you on the Twitter.
0: That's awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at 0xThriller or MyDAO is at MyDAODS. That's M-I-D-A-O-D-S or MyDAO.org. Again, Micah, thank you so much for joining Just it. This has been really fun.
1: A lot of fun, Adam. Thanks for having me.
0: Yep. And are you thinking about starting a DAO? Just Dow it. Just is it is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Just Dao it does not contain any legal or financial advice. MyDAo also does not provide legal or financial advice, and nor does your host, yours truly.